As an OD business owner, there are times in your career when you have to make life-changing business decisions. In this podcast series, I'll talk to ODs and business owners who have insight into how things really work, which can help you rethink your assumptions before making those major decisions to avoid expensive mistakes while optimizing their outcomes. This is the Think Again podcast from iThrive by GPM. I'm Scott Jens, your host, and today's episode is three things that a leader needs to know now before we get into 2023. Our guest is Lynn Lawrence, the owner of See the Light Consulting, which promises to bring your ophthalmic vision into focus and serves as an ophthalmic technician after retiring from 30 years of service in the U.S. Air Force. Lynn, as always, thanks for joining us. And now for another go around on the Think Again podcast. Excited to be here, Dr. Jens. Ready to roll. (laughs) That's awesome. Let's get right into this conversation. It's intentionally provocative, right? We're thinking already about 2023. And I know your goal is to push leaders to be, well, um, leaders, right? So what is the first thing a leader needs to know before 2023 right now? Well, I can tell you that uh, staffing challenges are one of the biggest areas um, that a leader is going to have to focus on. And and, and there's been a, a tremendous shift in uh, the dynamics of staff right now because a lot of people retired that we didn't anticipate. Then there's a lot of new folks that's coming on and the leadership, um, a lot of our industry, we don't plan leadership. We don't grow from within. We just kind of uh, wait for something to happen and then oh, now we need somebody in charge. And so (laughs) a leader going into uh, 2023, uh, they must uh, look at the staffing and um, develop leaders from within. And then they won't be so shocked by the need for leadership or someone to step up into a leadership role. Is the perception that people don't want to work today real um, or is it perceived are we just making bad hires? Because on the staffing topic, on this first thing, we, not, we all know that that's a struggle. But w- why is there a perception that people don't want to work? Well, it's not just our industry that's dealing with this issue right now. This is uh, pretty much a, a national issue. Um, when COVID hit, it kind of put people at home and, and some people enjoyed it and they wanted to stay there. <laughs> and so... Uh, and those that were not prepared, there are some people out there that just need a job. They need an income. And those are the ones that are more difficult to actually work with. And, you know, you, what, you, what you're looking for is a professional. In the hiring process, you want to hire someone that you can actually grow in the industry, not just someone that's looking for a job. If you just hire someone because you need someone breathing in that position, um, chances are they're not going to be a long-term employee and you're, you're not going to get a return on your investment. You would be better starting off at zero, someone that knows nothing about the industry that's looking forward to a profession, may not want to go to school, and, and they just want to do something that's going to make a difference. And that's the first trait that I, I would look for in a new hire. But you are correct. A lot of people no longer want to go to work and earn a paycheck. They just want to show up. And, and it makes it very difficult. As a leader, That's you have to make the hard 
decision. Do I keep this individual? Do I let them go? But I will say that the longer you keep someone, you want to get a return on your investment. And so use that first 90 days to decide, is this long-term or is this not? And so I just want to leave it at that because that's a really big topic. It's a, it's ginormous right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, let's move on to the second thing a leader needs to know right now. Well, they, they want to know that they want to be a leader. I mean, unfortunately, there's not a, a training track that we have in our industry that um, I want to run an, I want to be an office manager. I want to, I want to be a, a shift leader. There's nothing out there for us right now in our industry that um, sets a track for someone that's interested in, in the leadership role. And, um, and there's entities out there that's doing little isolated um, training modules. And, and that's great. I think something is better than nothing, but as an industry, we just don't have um, a track that you can go and, 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 and be motivated to go find for yourself and say, Hey, I want to be office manager. I want to be a practice administrator one day. I'm going to go and I'm going to get myself educated. And, and so I would say a leader today, if you want to be a leader in 2023, you have to have a vision for yourself, a vision for the industry. What is it that you actually want to do? What, what do you see yourself down the road? Our personal plan is very important for a leader. Um, how do I get to where I want to be? Where do I see myself next year or three years from now or five years from now? That's very important for a leader. So I want to understand, you said in the first one that we know staff is challenging, and I know everybody listening to this knows that. And then you talk about leadership development as being part of helping your team know where they're going. And I'm wondering if there's a concrete example. I want to ask you this. I don't know. You tell me if this makes sense. For example, at your weekly office meetings, would leadership development be asking one of the staff members to be in charge of the agenda or somebody being, um, you know, willing to be trained every month in another part of the clinic so they can become well-rounded. What are, what are examples? I'm just throwing, you know, spaghetti at the wall here of leadership development you could do on your own. That was some high quality spaghetti doc because <laughs> an office meeting is like, I actually taught a, a course uh, called how to conduct an office meeting. And it was a combined course. There were doctors in there. And, uh, and one of the first things I asked is, um, how many of you guys uh, don't like uh, conducting an office meeting? And 90% of the audience raised their hand. <laughs> so the spaghetti you just threw against the wall is high quality spaghetti because people, uh, I mean, leadership is struggling with trying to make quality time and, um, and, and effective communication. Um, the office meeting is one of those, uh, those times that, are, I mean, it's, it's a big deal because we shut down the office. There's no revenue being generated at that time, yet we're paying our staff to come together and we want them to have a benefit from this time. And so structure is like, it's, it's, it's important how we facilitate those meetings is, uh, that's a that's all leadership right there. And so that's a great example. It's, okay, we're going to bring our staff together. Uh, these are the goals that we're going to try to accomplish during our staff meeting. It's not a 
a gripe session. It's not a problem solving session. What are we going to communicate to our team at during this time frame that's going to help them to go out there and do a better job? And communication is just one of those issues for every leader. You can be a well-seasoned leader and struggle with communication. Matter of fact, communication is something that I encourage you to look at home. Um, I like to get a little bit personal right now. If um, I've been married for 37 years and, and my wife is my best friend, it's difficult at times when we're not necessarily communicating on the same level on a topic that might be a little bit tense. And so we have to um, be smart enough to know when to decelerate and maybe just rethink the issue before we discuss the issue. And so in an office meeting, you have a lot more bodies at that time to deal with. And so you really and truly have to consider the level of communication that you're taking into um, an office meeting setting. So great, uh, a great comment about uh, throwing spaghetti against the wall because sometimes that's what communication looks like. <laughs> I'll tell you, the more it's, this is just proof that the more time I spend around you, Lynn, the smarter I get. And oh. I'd like to just go on to number three. What's the third thing that a leader needs to know right now? Oh, a vision. So I want you to think about a vision like uh, the engine on a train. The train is going somewhere and the engine's going to pull it. And the vision is like the engine of the train. It's going to get everybody directed in the right, um, in the right direction so that they can uh, move in a certain way. So everything needs to be tied to the vision of the company. And um, I, I was uh, recently at a, a leadership meeting and, and I asked, and it was just leaders there, just leaders of an organization. And I asked them, can any of you guys tell me the vision of the company? And they could not. No one at the table could. There's 11 people at the table. No one could tell me the vision of the company. And so the question that I would have then is, if the leaders don't know the vision, how will the, the followers or the subordinates in the organization know the vision? And the vision helps us to keep track of the big picture. What are we here for? What are we doing? Um, what is the end to what we're going to uh, accomplish today? Um, it keeps others on track. It, and, and it's so important for us to, it's our motivation, it's our purpose, it's our reason for being here. And so uh, a leader today has to have a vision for what's coming up ahead. Um, Go ahead, I've Tom. seen I've seen practices. I, I, we did this in mind where we spent a lot of time at some, uh, you know, some breakaway kind of meetings, building a long mission statement. Um, you know, and, and a lot of eye care practices look the same, right? We excel to take the greatest care of patients and employ technology for the betterment of the community. And 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 I think you're talking about vision feels a little different, feels a little more concise. It's kind of like the North Star. I, tell me yeah. more about what a vision might look like that a doctor or a business leader might want to convey to the team on a regular basis. First thing is that the vision should be something simple enough to wrap your head around. And it should be, um, um, where am I headed? I'm headed to the corner. And so <laughs> the corner is an easy place to locate. And so um, when we um, put together these uh, very complex visions, vision statements. No one can grasp it, not the leadership, not the followership. So you are correct. 
uh, keeping uh, a, a smaller target that is more meaningful is a good way to develop a, meaning, a vision statement. And I mean, the vision, what do you see in the practice? And, and it's unfortunate, um, you know, most of the practices don't have leaders that's been through any training. So it's more complex to actually develop a vision statement. So I would say that for an organization, you may want to bring in an outside source to help develop that vision statement. It'll keep it more concise. It'll keep it more rounded, but have guidelines for your vision. I'll tell you, as a point of personal privilege, when we developed a software company in optometry, my partner and I and our few you know, folks that started the company created a mission statement, but also a vision statement. We repeated them before every meeting. And our vision statement was really simple. It was to become iconic in the world of EHR. And that kind of grounded us. You know, it was, it was a never ending. Again, I use this phrase North Star for one of my great brand buddies, Dave Getz. Like it's something that you feel like you can reach and touch when you're out on the ocean, but it's always out there. And I think that it's set a great tone. And I think eye care practices, uh, our owners and our team should be more clear. And I, I guess if I take this summary from you, it's like leaders have to attend to small things. There's an optician saying that we're back, you know, way behind on people picking up their glasses. And then Joe's 10 minutes late for an appointment. Do you still want me to squeeze them in? And the big picture gets lost in the day to day. huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you the, uh, if the leadership can't, scale back and look at the big picture. Um, there's a lot of details that get lost and especially in the, in the day-to-day operations. Um, but I love your, uh, your vision statement for your IT company. Now um, I, I did go to a practice and they have one of the most amazing vision statements. Our vision is your vision. And it was like, it was very catchy. I mean, I don't work there, uh, but I can remember their vision statement because it actually made so much sense. And so um, as a leader, you want a vision and a vision statement that actually draws your uh, your organization together. And that's, that's one of the biggest points of a vision statement is how do we wrap this all up in a nice package and put a pretty bow on it and keep it simple? That's what your vision statement will do for you. Well, as always, Lynn Lawrence, your expertise and your encouragement for leadership is second to none. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Jens. Have a great day. That's it for today's Think Again podcast brought to you by iThrive from GPM.